Welcome to the Blackout Diaries, the show where stand-up comics plus everyday people tell true drinking stories. I'm your host, Sean Bear Flannery. And I'm CJ Sullivan. Each week here on the Blackout Diaries, we have a different theme when it comes to drinking and debauchery. And this week, we're doing attractive people. Mainly the difference between attractive people and us normal people <laughs> and, and how they navigate the, the world. The huge gulf of experiences yeah. in between right. both. And we uh, have the hilarious Tom Takar, who you guys just heard a little bit of. Yep. Um, who's going to have, we're going to have a set from his live uh, album and an extended interview with him where we're going to touch on that topic and more. Sure. And who's, I'm sure, a handsome boy in his own right. But he, <laughs> he is. He but, is. But he talks about the difference between uh, the, the, ultra, yeah. the ultra hot, you know, and then us. <laughs> Us, us dregs of society. Um, it is a different world. Obviously, they they live in it, and it's like it's it's funny because like attractive people to go through life, you know, and they're they're handing things, and they they don't they they don't comprehend that everyone doesn't live like this sometimes. Yes, and and then yeah. and they also like to be the victim too, where they like talk about like, well, you don't know how tough it is for me, you know. I get, I mean, <laughs> every time I go out, I had a buddy who was like, fuck, like you know, women just love, whatever. He was just you know, this good looking guy, or whatever. And he, he's literally complaining to me. He's like, oh, man, I, I, it's so annoying. I get Hugh Jackman all the time every time I go out. <laughs> Wasn't he a sexiest man alive? Yeah, sexiest man alive, <laughs> Hugh Jackman, you know, whatever. It's a song, man. And he's like, people come up, they actually think I'm Hugh Jackman. It's so annoying. I'm like, yeah. You... <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. You know what also you get? Like, laid a lot. You, get, you, get, you also get whatever you want in the world because you look like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> you know? I used to say I got Chris yeah, I, throwing up a carton of cigarettes. You, know, you get you get a good world. You, you get, you get every, have a, everything this world has to offer. I have a buddy who um, we were out uh, with one of my good-looking uh, pals, and they mm-hmm. they said he looked just like Hugh Grant actually, yeah. and he my, does look a little bit like Hugh Grant. And another handsome devil. My other buddy, they were trying to remember that, and like they realized, like, oh, this is a little awkward. I. Um, I've said you look like somebody really good looking, and then I haven't really complimented the rest of your party. So, like, uh, <laughs> she kept going, "You look like somebody too." Uh, to my other buddy, I can't yeah. place, I can't place it. That he goes get some drinks from the bar, trips, falls over. He's a bigger dude. Right. She goes, "I remember now, John Goodman." <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could have kept that to yourself, right? Exactly. <laughs> oh, now I know. When you fell in that cake, I remember uh, fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> It's all coming back to me. <laughs> Todd Glass has a funny bit where that because Todd Glass's face does look like John Goodman a little bit, and the guy goes, like, "You remember me, John Goodman?" He goes, "No, no, you know, a thin John Goodman." You know, he's just saying that like a pig. Oh, yeah. like, try to like dig right. your way out of there. Yeah, yeah. trying to think of it like a pig, but a skinny pig. You know what I mean? What are you? T- are you talking about high school football John Goodman that none of us have ever seen? Like what John right. Goodman? That are early you theater class. About? <laughs> Oh man, that's hilarious! All right, well, let's get right into uh, Tom Takar then, because uh, we have so because his interview is very long. He's so he's uh, hilarious. He's got a new album out, new special out. Um, so let's get right into it because we have a lot to get into with Tom Takar. So once upon a midnight brewery, I forget. I, every, I look at the same <laughs> wrong every let's time. Let's do it different every time. What's <laughs> <laughs> upon a midnight brewery? Here is Tom Takar. <laughs> I got some ideas for this country, you know? We're pretty divided right now, I feel like, and I, I don't like that. I got some things that I think could fix this shit. Maybe I'll run. I'm turning 35 this month. I have, it's finally my time. 
here's my big idea. I think this would actually fix some shit. I think we should have a tax for hot people. Like, <laughs> if you're super hot, I think you should have to pay an extra tax. Because nobody would be mad about that. Not really. If you got a letter in the mail that was like, you have to pay the hot people tax. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, hell yeah. All right. About time. About time the government saw what I've been doing out here. <laughs> you could write off your ugly relatives or whatever. <laughs> You know, you passively, you passive aggressively post the like email on your Instagram, like had to pay the hot people tax this year. <laughs> I think hot people tax. I also think big dick tax. That's right. You got a big old dick on you. You got to pay up, bitch. You got a big old crank hanging out there. You got to pay. You shaking your head? Pull it out, bitch. Let's see it. <laughs> oh, don't do it. <laughs> I've never had anybody call the bluff. <laughs> Hell yeah. I want a TV this big. <laughs> big dick tax, baby. I think that would be good, man. Big dick. I'm not even a comedian. I just wander at the bar and scream about this. Anybody in here got a big dick? Huh? Come on. Give me a couple bucks. It's only fair. Fair's fair. I'm just shaking around a bucket like, I see you wearing them gray sweatpants. Come on, give me a couple dollars. <laughs> I do think it would be good. I don't know how, how they'd enforce that. <laughs> Maybe every April you gotta like roll up to a booth or whatever, <laughs> pull it out. There's just a guy there measuring it. I'd, I'd do that job. I'd measure a guy's dick. I'd be like, come on, make it harder. I can tell it gets harder. <laughs> you don't like schools and roads? Make it hard. <laughs> Make it hard for old Tom. <laughs> I do think it would be good. I think some guys, I think some guys with big dicks might like that, you know, might like that tax. Because there's guys who have big old cranks on them. You heard of these guys? You got big old hogs hanging down there. Big old dicks dangling down there. But <laughs> that doesn't mean people see them all the time. Some guys got sneaky big dicks, you know. They got hidden little secrets down there, you know. Because you might have a big old dick, but you got a bad personality, you know. Weird tooth or an ugly face. You say you call boobs chesticles or whatever. I don't know. So nobody ever sees it. It's just a big dick blowing in the wind. What a tragedy, you know? Because you can't run around being like, hey, I got a big dick. I'll show it to you. Come on. Come on. It's in these, it's in these very pants, as it were. That's not attractive. <laughs> There's a bridge over there. I'll show it to you on the bridge. That's a good dick showing bridge. That's a perfectly good dick showing bridge. Now you wouldn't have to do all that, though. Now you could just be like, hey, taxes were pretty bad this year, huh? <laughs> Let's just say your boy had to fill out a W 10 and a half. Is that good? <laughs> I had to go to H&R Cock. All right. <laughs> all right, I got to go. I'm going to tell you guys two more things. You guys have been very fun. Thank you so much for coming out to this, by the way. You guys have been fucking awesome. I knew Fort Collins would be the way to go. This place rules. All right. I'm going to tell you this. I, uh, I got banned on Twitter last year. This is true. Because I got super into this show called My Cat from Hell. I don't know if you've seen the show. It doesn't matter. You don't need to know about it for this bit to work. I don't know. But 
it's if you don't know it, it's like the it's like the dog whisperer, but for cats, and it's on Animal Planet. And the host is a guy named Jackson Galaxy, and he calls himself the Cat Daddy. <laughs> and he looks like Guy Fieri for cats. He rules. But I was watching it, and I was like, man, I bet this show has the best Twitter account of all time with all these crazy cat people and Jackson Galaxy. And I looked it up, and they didn't have a Twitter account. But now they do, because <laughs> I made one. I made a Twitter account for my cat from hell. And I got like 15,000 followers. Because I played it straight the whole time. All I would tweet was like, check out the show, Sundays at 9, you know? What was your favorite meowment from tonight's episode? I did that for an entire year, like a psycho. And it was so believable that every time someone would interview Jackson Galaxy, they would tag my Twitter account. They'd be like, follow him here. And everybody did, and nobody said shit. And then a year in, I got drunk, and I was like, let's burn this thing down, you know? I've built my empire, let's watch it crumble. And so my first move was I tweeted out, hey, send in a picture of your cat, and I'll give it a rating from one to 10. And I got thousands of cat pictures. And I gave them all threes, and people were furious. I thought they would think it was like funny or like, who gives a shit? They care. They're like, how dare you disrespect my cat and my family, you piece of shit. And I would just tweet back like, hey, I'm sorry your cat's a butter tail. I don't know what you want from me. I'm not attracted to your little kitty cat, you pervert. But I'd spell pervert, P-U-R-R-V-I-T. Stay on brand. But what got me in trouble was people were begging me for cat advice all the time. And I didn't know anything about cats at that time. But I started giving advice as the show. And a lot of it would be like, you got to make your cats fight each other. I don't know. Um, well, the one that really pissed people off is this guy tweeted at me, hey, my cat keeps peeing and pooping right next to the litter box, but he won't go inside. I don't know what to do. And I was like, look, cats are very observant, perceptive creatures. Sometimes they have to watch you go in the litter box before they know how to do it. And right before I got banned, I saw one tweet from that dude that was like, this is not working. <laughs> and now I am banned from Twitter. Let that account. Hey, we're back in the Blackout Diaries. That was Tom Thicker with an amazing, <laughs> hilarious story from his new album, Nor. And we have... The great Tom Thakar with us. Thanks for joining us in the Blackout Diaries. Tom. Thanks for having me, boys. Love yes. love you both. Love your stories. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, both your comedy and the Blackout Diaries as a concept. I feel I we've talked about this before, but like as a drinker, I'm so impressed by uh, you guys' abilities to recount your drinking stories because they mm. they're all they well, all disappear for me. There's an ongoing debate about whether that's a curse or a blessing. Yeah. You know, that that remembering <laughs> right. that much of it, you know. And CJ, you know, CJ hasn't drank for 3 right, years, but even yeah. when CJ and I drank, we never like we were almost like um like the way those B-52 bombers are where they have to sleep and, and like none of us, neither one of us ever blacked out at the same time. I felt like CJ. <laughs> sure. Right. Absolutely. You're right. Someone had to be on watch. And now that I don't <laughs> drink though, I realized uh one 
we actually didn't remember the way things went. Actually, <laughs> went. We just told a narrative that was great and fun and great, and we all enjoyed that's all it. That matters. Yeah, that's all that. Absolutely, yeah. that's all that matters. And B, uh, no one likes the person that does remember how it, things actually went. So <laughs> I don't oh, actually. Yeah, yeah. So I just let it go, anyways. That is the worst yeah. when somebody's like correcting a great story, and you're like, Dude, right? Who cares? History belongs to the victor. Like, let it, it, it let it go. It doesn't matter <laughs> what happened. Oh yeah, my wife and I just went to uh, a wedding uh, for one of her friends, and I, I realized the worst thing about attending a wedding when the bride and groom are in their forties, so all the guests are in their forties, <laughs> is that all the guests are married, and marriage fucking ruins stories. Because like somebody would start a, a good mm-hmm. story. And their spouse would be like, nope, nope, yep, it was New right. York. And, mm. you know, and, and they'd be like, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, you know? yeah, and then matter. he would move on and nope, 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 you know. Yeah, then the, the guys try to be abusive with it. Don't interrupt. You know, you know that's just how they that's how they talk at home, though. And then say, oh, I correct you. Then you say, okay, not not in front of here. Stop. What do we do? Let me get, you don't understand why the story is good. But Tom, we know uh, <laughs> you came up. We came up to Chicago together. You went to New York. Now you're back in L.A. The great, you were just in Chicago recently, actually, and Sean, you saw yes, it, Yes, right? dude. I, I saw you, Tom. You, you, we were starting to talk about this earlier, how you said you didn't remember seeing me, or maybe I you only remember I vaguely remembered. I just remembered, I had little fragments of like, oh shit, I ran into uh, Sean last night, because... Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah. I was leaving from an open mic, and you and our good friend and co-producer Jonah Jerkins were there. You guys had gone to the Cubs game, so, so this been drinking was all day. The thing we pre-gamed before the Cubs game too. Yeah. So I had been drinking since like ten in the morning, and uh, and I like some of the people we went to the game with were like, okay, well we're gonna go home and nap uh, before, right. yeah, before <laughs> like we have to go out. I powered through. I don't believe in napping. <laughs> I think it's going to ruin my day. I was like, I'm going to power through. So I had a set that night. I had a Laugh Factory spot, and uh, that was great. And then the second, like, I drank up until then. And there's kind of that moment. I don't know if you guys do this, where I know that CJ, you don't drink anymore, but like when you were, uh, where it's like when you have a show, it's like that's your one thing you have to do. All and right. so there's kind of like a limit in my brain of how drunk I can possibly be to do that. And so I won't mm-hmm. let myself. 99.9% of the time, I won't let myself go past that. The second that that set ends is yeah. when all fucking hell breaks loose. Like you just got back from the war. Wow. Did I, yep. I, just, I, just did a, I just did a double shift in the mines. I got through that eight-minute like Yeah, I got through that eight-minute spot. I feel like I just <laughs> delivered medicine to like a Yukon village. <laughs> like, I've just saved everyone's life, and I can let my hair down now. Finally, after right. I'm drinking all day, I'm like, yeah, finally, finally can let, I can let finally loose. Finally, can let loose. <laughs> Finally, I can let my fucking hair down. I've been, this tie has been around my neck all goddamn day. Mind my P's at Wrigley Field. I've been just drinking beers. <laughs> <laughs> right, mucking and grinding. This is not Chicago sober. Yeah, exactly. You, uh, but you and Jonah both did a move that night that I love, that drunk people do when they show up in pairs, where... <laughs> Um, I would be talking to one of you, and then the other would go get a beer, and you would each take me aside, and you'd be like, man, I'm sorry about how drunk he is. I mean, he's a mess. <laughs> and then you would both say that about each other. That is so fucking funny. Uh, I was thinking about ditching him. I was thinking about bringing him home, but he insisted he's, I mean, he's got it set, so he had to come. But. The thing is, he was too fucked up. <laughs> me, I'm a normal, cool guy. I do find, because obviously that night was an exception, 
But it's so often people have told me after I tell them that I don't remember talking to them. They're like, I didn't even know you were drunk. <laughs> They're like, because right. I usually keep it pretty <laughs> even keel. What will happen for me is I'll start talking too much shit. I'll, I'll say things that I'm like, oh, I'm crazy now. <laughs> I'm just saying anything. Uh, I'm I'm not mean. I, I think I'm like I'm genuinely trying to be funny when I do that. It's just my filter kind of loosens about what might be funny to me and other people. <laughs> But generally, well, people are like, be, hey, uh, you seem fine. Yeah, that can that can also be a challenge. Like, that was always a challenge for my wife, CJ. I don't know if you and Aaron struggled that with that when you were drinking. But, like, uh, she'll talk to me mm-hmm. and not know how drunk I am. And then the next morning, <laughs> she'll be like, so, you remember, we're going to go a uh, day right. trip to Lake Geneva uh, and rent a sailboat. And I'll be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, no way would I ever say yes to that. Right. Yeah. Of course. But I you gotta you got to fake it. Do you not fake it then? Because I've definitely no, I'm like I'm very transparent. That's funny. Like I do a spit take. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? Like I, I he has zero. An, he it's not even a bad poker face. It's an indignant poker face that Sean has. <laughs> where it's, it's, it's angry. Not only did you not say that, I think that went through your head. I don't. That was never spoken out loud. <laughs> the accidental gaslighter. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, I will lean into whatever I say. Drunk. Like if so, if somebody's yeah. like, hey man, last night you said that we were gonna uh, go on a picnic and then golf and i'm like well i hey if i said it then i must have meant i must have really wanted to do that sure and i might only have three hours of sleep but we're fucking doing it and then i'm miserable we're going skydiving that's right that's what i said (laughs) you can have my kid i got the group on right here (laughs) you can have my kid (laughs) i don't know how good it is but you can have it let me piss real fast and then you can have it (laughs) (laughs) one one last lap (laughs) <laughs> it's like you know renting a car you want to fill it up first um, I, I say you'll see that when you're out in la too when you go out uh a drink because people like making l outdoor plans that you would never agree to sober yeah. you know like you wake up i'll wake up the text in the morning like ready to go hiking like what the when the fuck did i say that like oh last night you know you, you know, oh you yeah hiking like oh god yeah no no that's yeah the last thing it's that for I, I, in la i feel like it's more like oh i forgot i agreed to do this podcast right. well, of course, of <laughs> not that. this one but like there are some no, i know not this one at all of course yeah. not <laughs> not this one this was a text thread this is more yeah, <laughs> yeah. this is like a guy who i just met and i'm like dude you're you're actually cool as hell we should we should yeah we should yeah. start a web series <laughs> together man <laughs> Have you been making the runs now for this album, Nor the podcast run? That's a that's a, yeah. That's a I've been thing, doing it. I've been doing a few pods here and there. It's it's kind of scattered now, especially with how many albums come out these days. Yeah. Like even Eight Hundred Pound Gorilla put out like four albums within a week of mine coming out. So I was just like, well, I guess uh, whatever. Yeah. But it's like I I went to New York, did a few. I'm going back to New York next month. I'll probably do a few more. Uh, I just did Never Not Funny before I came here. This is uh, it's it's fun. I also love doing podcasts. It's yeah. I think is I don't know if you feel it. I guess you you live with a comic, so it's different. But it, it, L.A. can be so isolating that it's like For sure. It's a nice way to see people, and uh, I'm always like bummed at the end of a podcast. So I'm like, oh shit, now I just have to go back to uh, no, yeah, LA. absolutely, no, like, and and we always me and Nick always say that we we just to uh, clarify, we don't we're not roommates. Me and Nick Fadron, same building though. It's kind of like oh you know, like, yes. It's kind of like Melrose Place, but it's more like assisted living because we have like pills and crutches. <laughs> no, no, no one's attractive in this building, but we do know each other. Um, 
But yeah, like especially with shows too, and it's so far away. People are like, okay, I gotta go, and we're like, where do you gotta go? There's a, you're you're going back to misery, you know? What I, I mean? know, that's man. Where it gets like absolutely depressing. But that's why, like, that's why I think that's why I think that's half the reason why some of these podcasts are like two, three fucking hours, and you're committed to these things. Like, yeah, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, when's this end? But also, where does what happens after this? You don't know where to go. <laughs> yeah, what do I do now? I've been trying to stretch hangs out in L.A. and it's tough. Like, yeah. Because in New York, we would hang all the time. Like, everybody sure. hangs it's late. It's crazy. Exactly. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it is a fucking a, it's city. Not a, it's not a suburb with a concept. Going to Chicago, <laughs> like, you just end up right. being out. Like, the night that I saw you, I didn't even... I That was supposed to not be a crazy night. I was like, well, I'm going to the Cubs game. I have an early <laughs> flight tomorrow. Oh, my God. I got to tell you what happened that night. So, we go... I'm staying at Jonah's place in his little weird uh, that bedroom he has that's like uh, behind a bookcase. The, the bat, the bat cave one. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if I've told CJ this. Yeah, he has like a book. It's like a Bruce Wayne type situation yeah. where you move a book. You move a book and a uh, uh, like a fake wall opens mm-hmm. up and there's a bedroom. There's inside a bedroom there. that has all of his old exercise equipment and shit in there. It's not like <laughs> <laughs> it's not like a cool room, it's, but it's pretty safe right. when it you're very visiting creepy. Chicago. <laughs> but uh, but I'm supposed to be staying in there. But it's Joe Fernandez's birthday, right. and so the whole plan is uh, me, Jonah, I think maybe Jenna Gephardt, and like a couple other comics. We're gonna go. Did you go to his birthday, Joe? Yeah, I didn't go to the softball game, but I was. Joe was with us that night when we were like <laughs> hanging out. Uh, this is the birthday night. Saw, that I, I, gone. I saw the birthday. The birth. I saw the birthday go by a couple times. I was a part of it. It became a part of me, but no. That like, part of the night is gone for me. He, and I had to ask Jonah the next day. I was like, did we go to – we went to his birthday, right? And he was like, oh, yeah, but we only stayed for like one. Every time I go to Chicago, there's like a moment that I'm at a bar that I'm like, how did we get to this bar? And uh, that happened last time where I almost always end up at that fucking 4 a.m. bar that sucks, uh, that's near – Ties? Yeah, yeah. On to Ashland. What Jonah loves taking people. I fucking yeah. hate you know, that And place. that's because you're with Jonah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah it's a terrible. Everyone's mm-hmm. got their own 4 a.m. bar like area that they go to, and that's how you that's how you visit the different parts of Chicago with us. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Jonah, oh, yeah, he's a, to- he's a Nick's Uptown guy. He's a Continental guy. Like, <laughs> he's an after-hours guy. There's Ravens crew. There's, you know. So I know one of my, that one was at Galway. Jonah, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But Jonah points this out, uh, and it's really funny, but you know how like when you you know when you google a bar google has like photos of it and you can click on it and like 9 times out of 10 the photo is the exterior of the bar right. on like a sunny day Ty still four <laughs> is three squad cars in front of that. <laughs> Google, it's like the first result. Yeah, that's Google. incredible. That must have been happy hour over at uh, Ty still four. <laughs> but so go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you, so you ended up there. We end up. I, well, I don't think that night we ended up there. I think that night was Galway okay. Bay. If I'm not, you mistaken. were at Galway. We went yes. to Galway. That is gone from my memory. Mm-hmm. I cut to yeah. from Will's. Where we where we saw you yeah. at first, yeah. to waking up um, for uh, my flight, but it's I'm like oh no because it was one of those days I was like oh I have like a seven a.m. flight or something like that, mm-hmm. and so I wake up and I'm like the fact that it's not to an alarm I'm like this is bad. And so I start freaking out. I turn over. My glasses are broken. <laughs> they are fully broken. So what is, <laughs> they're like twisted and mangled in this way, but I can't see without them. So I have to put those on my face. 
<laughs> I, to piece together the time and I'm everything. like, oh yeah. shit, uh, my flight takes off in like, I want to say like 40 minutes or something like that, but I'm at Jonah's place and I have to get to O'Hare. So I immediately right. just call an Uber and I make it, uh, I'm like freaking out the whole time. And I tell the guy, I'm like, dude, I don't think I'm going to make my flight. This is a waste of time. I fucked up. And he's like, uh, whatever we can, I think we can make, I think it might've been 35 <laughs> minutes or something like that, that I had. Right. And so we I try love, to get They there. like a challenge, especially at Cali. Oh, they, they do. They, they do. They yeah. So I tipped the guy a bunch cause he did fucking fly. We get there. Uh. I can't believe I'm doing this, but then it's like, I get to security. They take my contact solution out and they're like looking at it. I'm like, dude, I'm going to miss my fucking flight. And they're right. like, I'm we don't care about this. that. Fuck you. And uh, they're like looking at my toothpaste and I'm shit. And I'm like, throw the toothpaste away. I don't care about that. Just let me go. And I have like clear and pre-check and all that shit. So usually I fly through. This time it's taking like 30 seconds too long. And finally I get through and there's like 10 minutes till my flight takes off. So I know that they close the doors 10 minutes out or so I thought. I run to the gate and there's nobody there. And I'm like, fuck me. And I can tell the plane's still there. So I just bang on the door for a second. And I'm like, this is fucked. And uh, it's like maybe 13 minutes before it was supposed to take off. So I, was, I thought I made it. And then uh, 10 minutes later, they come out and they were like, hey, we were looking for you. And I was like, I was fucking here. I was right here. God damn it. <laughs> and so I had to fly stand by, stand by the whole way home, which was a tough travel day. But hey. Yeah. It was all worth That's it brutal. to not but remember being at Galway Bay. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I, uh, I one time woke up in Galway Bay, same situation, and I love, I love what you, I love because they couldn't get me off the couch. They're like, all right, whatever, you, we'll close up with them in there, and um, on the on the couch, and it was same situation. No, much worse situation but like that's i like how you said it like that you woke up to not an alarm like this isn't good like, yep. if you're not if you're, if yeah. you're just waking up without like an alarm as bad it's, as it is like well at least something went right yeah you know like yeah. i went yeah, out it's of a, bed and i was like so i just yeah go ahead no i was just gonna say it's a sensory experience like for me you start waking up and like you hear birds singing and you're like fuck <laughs> like this is <laughs> right I'm going to open up my eyes and I'm pretty sure this is daytime and I'm yeah. Things know. things sound very peaceful out there and I'm not supposed to be up in a, in a no. peaceful situation. No. I yeah, it also was that my glasses yeah. were broken while I was talking to these gate agents and I forgot they were all mangled up on my yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. I looked like an insane person. I'm like, I've been here all day. <laughs> what year is it anyway? And that's a dicey situation when you're you're banging on the uh, door like that too. Yeah, so like, I can go to jail or something. Uh, present day airport, somebody films that. Forget yeah. about that. Yeah. You know, you're fucking locked up. But yeah, I was remember I I I I did what you should have done. First of all, I was looking for I had, I had clothes and everything. It was like a crime scene. Like pants were over here, you know, sock over there. But I'm putting everything together. I'm like, I need pants. I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I can't, I, I can't get on a plane without pants. Like, they won't do it. Like, I'm, I'm like thinking through myself, you know. Then I'm looking around and, and I saw it at the clock. I'm like, well, I'm wait, I'm I'm not getting on a plane in any condition right now, you know. So I and then I was, since I was in a bar by myself, I just went behind the bar and started making drinks. They saw me, <laughs> uh, and then then Noel and the owner saw me on the security footage doing that. Just me behind. He wanted to check. Oh in my on god. Me. I'm back to make it. He came down and joined me. And like, Hell yeah. <laughs> of course, so then you just, did you just stay an extra day? Yeah, I had to that is, an extra day. That's a beautiful thing, though, too. There's a moment where you're like, well, this is fucked. Let's right. just, we're going to buy a new yep. flight. It's going to be all right. Like, yeah, it's not it's the gonna, end of yeah. the world. 
and as was I was breathing, talking to myself. Yeah, I could, I could handle the situation. Yeah. You, you got to treat it like a surprise trip yeah. that was gifted to you. <laughs> right. Like, I have an extra day yeah. in Chicago now. That's and, easier you know, to do when you're not married, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a lot. Well, for sure. Well, and I was married, and I had like, like okay, well, right now, no one knows I'm not on that plane yet right now. You know, I, there's no need to alarm anybody. I got you know, four and a half I, hours. Yeah, I got like five hours easy right now to come up with a uh, reasonable thing to say right Nobody now. knows I'm not right. on that plane. As far as, as far as California knows, you know, everything's going smooth sailing. That's great. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Oh, man. What, Tom, like, you know, you're in L.A. now. You were talking about how it's, like, harder to hang there. But you're originally from Indiana, right? Yeah. Which I, I feel like Indiana is, like, one of the biggest binge drinking states. I've oh, Like, everyone yeah. I know from Indiana, like, party. Like, what was it like growing up there when you started so drinking? So, I like, didn't. I, I would imagine all your buddies. No. Did they really so throw them back? Or? It was kind of the opposite for me. Like, I didn't start drinking until I was, like, 20, maybe. Like, t- almost 21. Okay. Because I grew up in the middle of the... Like, I grew up, like, in the woods. And, like, nobody would, like, come to our house or anything. I would hang out with people at school. But, like, I didn't do after... it. My stepdad was a huge alcoholic. So, I had a bad relationship with alcohol to start out. And I... Okay. Did, it took me, like, until college to realize, like, oh, it wasn't the alcohol that was the main culprit here. It was, <laughs> right. like, a lot of... Exti- a lot of other factors that were his problems. Because, like... I, don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like alcohol has ever... Or has never, like, caused a problem in my life. But for the most part, it's, like... <laughs> I'm pretty fun when I drink. Like, it just makes me more social. Absolutely. I, yeah. I said the only thing that literally, and we talked about it here, the only thing that really has improved in my life since I stopped drinking is that I make more flights. That's it. Yeah. So everything yeah. else, there's other else, no other upside to it. It's yeah. truly like, that's so funny that you said <laughs> For me, it's like I'm I'm starting to cut back a little bit, which is nice because mostly just LA shit, but also my wife worries about me. So it's like. I, there's, you know, right now, because I might go to a baseball game after this, and I'm on the pod, whatever. I haven't drank all week. I know, but so it's like, I'm going to have a couple. Uh, you right can't now. watch baseball sober. No, Baseball's not kidding meant me? to be watched. I mean, CJ had to give up baseball. That yeah. was harder than alcohol. <laughs> yeah. You can't watch baseball anymore if you don't drink. Absolutely. It's tough. You can only read it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're just looking at uh, who hit my gambling exactly. <laughs> lines. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's a tough thing to do. But also, going to a baseball game is really tough sober. Sure. But I have been like, I've been dabbling with like the non-alcoholic beers and shit, and I kind of like them. I know that people uh, they're not bad. I, I always thought they better. were like an insane thing for right. anybody to drink. I was like, why would you waste money on this? And then now that I'm trying to cut back, and I'm I I was in Cincinnati, and uh, one of the openers recently quit drinking. He, he gave me one. He was like, dude, these are actually pretty good. And I had one. I was like, it, when I was not drinking a couple weeks ago, I I took like a week off because I had just gone on a fucking bender, and uh, I did find it scratched the itch, and it made it to where now I'm like, the nights that I'm trying to take off have become way easier to take off because I was having the itch where it's like it hits a certain time of the night, and I was like, all right, what am I gonna, sure. what am I gonna make? Yeah, it tomorrow helps that asphyxiation, the social aspect of it, helps people from asking mm-hmm. questions too. If you're not drinking, you know, because they would, because people would get furious if you're hanging out and not drinking. Somebody, why aren't you drinking? What's going on? What's yeah. going on? So they think something's up, you know. Um, but the I, not alcoholic beers, like it's probably like the last couple of years, they've all gotten good. They've always had the technology, but never the demand. Yeah, and uh, so. So, which is fine, but I also like um, 
how old duels hasn't they they have not changed you know, <laughs> know. they just like, <laughs> like, they, they, like yeah we, we know it's out it. there but we'd like to remind you that this is not supposed to be fun <laughs> you know and i kind of agree with them you're right you know i shouldn't enjoy it. i don't, yeah. don't drink four of these yeah. you want to barely suck down a half of one it is remind, yeah because some of the newer ones have like triple oh dude they're like IPAs, fucking IPAs. Yeah. non-alcoholic yeah, like like weird like the athletic brewery i think i just the one i just bought like a really case diverse. of those because i can't find uh, the one that got me they're into good. it was uh a guy came to our one of our parties uh our like house parties because I'll, I'll like cook out sometimes and we'll have some people over uh and this guy brought over lagunitas uh in a ipas and i was like they were just st- sitting oh, the in the fridge. the hoppy refresher. Yeah, that's and great. And it was so good that I was like, refresher. oh, shit, this yeah. is like actually legitimately, it tastes like an IPA. And it's like, it's All also, right. you know, like 60 calories or something like that. So I was like, it's I not know. even that then bad. You're dr- then you're drinking like six or seven of them. I'm like, wait, what am I doing? I'm just <laughs> knocking down these fucking like that's, calories. I think yeah, the fact that one. they're only, that they're so expensive will still cool right, me off. Of that's why I bought I bought a 12er because I never bought them before. Then yesterday I bought a sixer of those athletics. And then I bought a 12-pack of Budweiser 0.0s. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had one of the Buds, because the Buds were cheap. And I had one of those last night. And I was like, it does still do what I want it to do. Like, I like cheap beer yeah. anyway, so it's not that far off. But Right, it's not that great. And then you have Ryan say, oh, yeah, well, Budweiser's not that great. Like, yeah, this exactly. is a, it's, a, it's a less great version <laughs> of Bud. <laughs> well, it's also funny how, you know, hanging out with CJ the last few years since he stopped drinking. Like, CJ and I have gone into bars in many different cities since he quit drinking. And it's funny how the different cities treat him. Like, CJ, you, you, you'd be able to explain this better. But the way Chicago treated yeah. non-alcoholic beers versus L.A. Well, yeah. Chicago, yeah, in L.A., yeah, it's all part of the mocktail, you know, mocktail menu. They, they have no problem charging you full price for oh, like, sure. a non-alcoholic drink. It's all part, of, they think it's all part of the experience. Like in Chicago, yeah, you order one there. They First of all, they think it's like a, they never know where it's at, which I always love oh, to. Oh, yeah. Like, ah, jeez. Like, I think <laughs> there's some in the, in the basement. Maybe the old owner said there's some across the street, you know, and then like <laughs> they think you're still a magic trick. Like, how much do I owe you? And they're like, I can't in good conscience charge you for it. Like, they think they just think you're doing like a magic trick or something. Like, you're going to do this and tolerate <laughs> these so people funny. all night? All right. All right. That like is so fucking funny. I cannot in good conscience. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know what, even what buddy, it is. So. Yeah, we Let's were, just make up a price, buddy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's like soda water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just need to, I just need to pay Money. I need to feel that commitment of paying money to you. Just let me just take this cash from me. That's like in uh, in New York at some like real alcoholic bars. I when I would try to take some time off if I was doing something like if I was like do, taping something, I would try to take a little time off to not have such a puffy ass face at, when I was doing it. <laughs> but uh, I would I liked the bitters and soda water method and that's the yeah. thing that's funny oh sure where some places are like dude i'm not gonna fucking charge you a dollar or they charge you like ten dollars <laughs> like what the <laughs> fuck man like it's a cocktail yeah, yeah. Well, the bitters has alcohol make. in it though bitters is like pure alcohol. yeah Sometimes if you do like I, have heavy to bitters you know I mean, yeah if like you don't do heavy <laughs> that is true right. i've told people who are i know that and i've told people like hey you're going a little heavy on the bitters there brother yeah. <laughs> like it is just alcohol at some point Right, but it's Trace. It's Trace. I did that actually. Speaking of New York, I was in New York in time, and I had to use their bathroom or something. And I they didn't have an non-alcoholic beer, which I'm I'm fine with. And I you have to get an ad, you know, whatever about it. So I I got a regular beer, and it was like you know 16 bucks or something crazy. So I didn't really want to waste it. And I'm like looking at it for a while. I'm like, oh man, Jesus, you know, I probably I don't really want to waste this money, but also I 
no, I probably shouldn't be drinking it. And then, like, after, like, 20 minutes, you know, I'm like, all right, you know what, I'm just going to. And there was a one woman at the bar. And I kind of like slid it over to her. I thought I was being nice. Uh-huh. <laughs> not even realizing, not even realizing what it looked like. I'm like, here you go, ma'am. You can have this. You know, this you know? beer like, I've been holding for 20 minutes. <laughs> that came out of my jacket, basically. You know, that I've been sweating over and like talking to. Like, oh, I miss you. Do you miss me? You know. <laughs> and she just like walked away as well. She should have. <laughs> Usually, there's a third party involved. You know, if you buy someone a drink and they get to choose it. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was just like, here's a kind of warm beer. Yeah, here's something I made. <laughs> I brought this from home. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like one of those vendors, like when they have like uh, Captain Morgan like takes over a bar and they come around and bring shots, but you just have the one beer you made at home. One beer. <laughs> <laughs> just take a sip. Take a sip. It's, I'm, I'm trying to get it to everybody. All right. Yeah. Hey, I got an email. I got an email list somewhere. Hold on. <laughs> Sign you up. That's not a bad idea. I mean, it's a terrible idea, but it's uh, you make one beer and try to. <laughs> We're doing a promo event. Can we get a picture of you drinking? Uh... <laughs> hey, 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 don't hog it. Don't hog it. Pass it around. One sip, one sip. It's not a full beer. That's all I got. <laughs> give, it to your, give it to your pretty friend now. <laughs> Oh man, that's you ever so been funny. a part of one of those? Uh, that's like a, I always love that when you're at a bar that has one of those. Where it's oh like, yeah, for sure. Oh, it's like, dude, it's great. And it's some, an it, event. <laughs> it seems so unethical when, especially when you're at bars where you know everybody drove there and they're just oh, like yeah. giving you shots. To, <laughs> and you're yeah. like, wait, these are all drivers. Yeah. Here. <laughs> <laughs> like I half a bottle it. of rum for free. I always like wanted to be part of one of those. I knew a guy who did it for Budweiser for a little bit, like would go to bars and hand yeah. up, and I always thought that was so cool. It was my favorite part of like being at a shitty college bar. They would mm-hmm. come through with like it was Captain. I remember Captain Morgan came through, and it was like a bunch of hot girls dressed in like nothing Captain Morgan shit, Hilarious, and then yeah. one guy mm-hmm. dressed as the captain. He let me like put on his hat and shit, and I was like, "This is the best right. night of my fucking life." And also, you just keep coming around like to get. They don't give a shit. Like, so you no. can take like five shots they, of Captain they, their Morgan. Their night is over the yeah. quicker the merchandise yeah. is out of their yeah. hands. They can't like, wait. Why if I grab two? Like, they're like, buddy, I don't care. If you take the whole fucking bag, <laughs> I want to get out of here. <laughs> I just remember cigarette girls when they would come in. That, that's when you know drug was, a, was such an addiction. Like, oh, the yeah. ones that would give, give out free camel crushes or they'd buy like, like a dollar or something like that. As soon as they came in, all the smokers were like, all right, give me your ID. Give me your ID. They grab all your friends' non-smoker <laughs> IDs and like rush it over. How many can I get? How many? They just fucking, like, it's like you're signing up for crack. I was at a bar in downtown Chicago once, and I, I can't remember. It was a basement bar. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it, w- it was like a hip bar. I was doing a, a, a show there, and the show ended. And uh, the Drambuie girls came. Yes. <laughs> they were just pouring <laughs> rusty nails, nails baby. Which, yeah. And this is like, everyone there is like 20 Not years old. So like, this is disgusting. <laughs> Not a good you know, like, no right. way. So I'm the only one drinking. <laughs> just like. <laughs> you have like 17 rusty is that, the, is that the only drink Drambuie's a part of? Is they I think had it's one the main shot one. And we're like, yeah, oh, of course it's the main one. But like, is, you know, they had one shot, like, that's it. I, we're not even allowed to I mean, I think you, you either this. sip. Yeah, you either sip Drambuie or you right. make a rusty nail. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any other way to do it, you know? Man, I spent a week at this club. <laughs> Stingers, in anyone? It's girls. <laughs> <laughs> I was in Winnipeg for a week and I was just having, they put, I was in this terrible hotel and it was so such a bummer, but they had a bar at the bottom of the hotel. It was like 
dead of winter, like terrible weather, and it's just depressing. You can't leave, and so I I would uh, go down to that the hotel bar, and I'm a cocktail guy. I'll drink whiskey straight, but it's like I prefer I prefer a cocktail if I can do it. And I asked, I was like, "Do you guys have like a cocktail menu?" And they looked at me like I was fucking nuts. And like the only <laughs> cocktail they made was yeah. was rusty nails. Yeah. <laughs> so, buddy, they nailed my coffin shut. <laughs> I, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> I drank yeah. a million of those fuckers, and they were all bad. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a weird drink. It's a lot of different flavors going on, conflicting with each other. It, it is. Uh, I I would say pound for pound, it might be the worst classical cocktail yeah. <laughs> that you can have. Yeah. yeah, as far as like non just pure sugar ones, because those ones can maybe right. taste good. But sure. if if you're a drinker, you don't want to be chugging. You don't want to be drinking like mai tais all night. So the ones that'll get you to where you're trying to go, like an like an old fashioned or a Manhattan or something like that. Right. Uh, that one is probably the worst. So you you're yeah. better off just doing like diet and and Jack or something like that. Right, just got the sugar. Your basic, not, your non-sugar, non-schlager worst drink. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. and, I, and I and I and I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say the Winnipeg Rusty Nail is probably the worst of the Rusty Nail. <laughs> it is. They put a special stank on it. Yeah. They use that Canadian whiskey, the Canadian yeah. Drambuie. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that city's the real deal. They probably use an apple misery. instead of an orange or something like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, we probably yeah, we probably, uh, we probably should up, start to think about wrapping this up. He's got Tom's um, got to do some real drinking. He's got to get off too. Now he's yeah. taking it easy. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so funny. Uh, speaking of that, you're like, well, I've been, you know, you're like, like I haven't taken back. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm drinking now, but I'm also going to drink for the baseball game. You know, I haven't <laughs> drank in so long. When I was back when I last saw Sean in Chicago, he like, you know, he came out. We actually went to Galway Bay. He's like, he was all pumped up to drink. I was man, I haven't drank in. A, he goes, I haven't drank in eight days. Well, except for yesterday. But like, yesterday, <laughs> and he just tosses that in there. But but yesterday was a cap. That, that, was, that, was, that, was, that was so quick. Yeah, that was so quick. So other than that, it's been like a week off. <laughs> the drinking math um, is funny where you're like, right. man. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Been, I've been drinking like 17 hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got to have gone through. Oh, man. That's amazing. All right, Tom. Yeah, uh, so you, you, your new album is out. Tell our listeners a little bit about that. Yeah. You also have a great podcast. Uh, uh, why don't oh, yeah. you uh, promote Plug some away. of your stuff, For please. sure. So I have uh, the new album. is uh, It's uh, it's called Takar Noir, like we said earlier. And it's, uh, it's I like it because it's just stand-up. There's no theme you have to understand. There's no, what I mean, there's no, like, heavy-handedness to it. I don't do any sketch. It's just straight stand-up for an hour. And uh, I'm really proud of it. I, I love it, Tom. If I can just interject real quick, because it. it's just like a set. At, yeah. I think you, it was a Fort Collins. It was where you Fort Collins. It, or, yeah, comedy Fort. It's in Fort just Collins. a set. Yep. I love it because it it really gets like the experience of live stand up and just watching a headliner for 45 minutes of like really funny material. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to do with it. Is just like I just I understand why this happens, but I feel like so many sets I see now. It's like, okay, and now here's the really sad part for fucking 15 minutes yeah, or something. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't care. Yeah, or they're like, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the Supreme Court's latest yeah, ruling. It's yeah. like, what? Would you be remiss? <laughs> no. you know, like- and, and also, don't forget, we are on native grounds. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you're right, but hey, it's not. this is not the time for that. And so this right. is literally just, you know, a, a headlining set of me, you know, having a fun one. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it was 
recorded and whatever it's like but it it just happens to be what i was doing right then and uh I, i'm really happy with it i like how it came out that's interesting did you know you're gonna record that special or did you record the sense yeah i want to use that no no it was it, it was all set Obviously, for that they're, they're so, mic'd up and all that I guess. yeah but it's like some people do that but no this right. was uh this was kind of a one-shot deal and like i was i'm really happy with it i fucked up one line i don't care that's good that's it's like, supposed that to happened, it, no, that would have happened but, but, in I mean, the thing that's what if I mean. It's see how we're supposed to have fuck up ups in it. You know what I mean? I yeah. hate, I hate when it's too clean, like pristine, like cut up, you know, and polished and all that shit. Like that's not what fucking com- comedy's yeah. never like well, that. And if it is, it sucks. Not only I, I agree with all that, CJ. And have you noticed how like these a lot of these specials now, they're filmed on such giant stages that yeah. you're like like this 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 has like no live energy whatsoever, mm-hmm. okay. you know. This one's intimate. It's a sm- it's maybe holds like one twenty or something like that, that room. Yeah, that's why, it's, I, that's why uh, I refuse to do arenas myself. The, same here, dude. I was yeah. offered the Nate Borgazzi tour, and I said, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I guess we'll keep the name Nate Borgazzi. I mean, we didn't make the sign, but just remember, we offered you that tour first. Uh, yeah. Tom, you also do a podcast, one of my favorite podcasts, oh, with thanks, our brother. fellow yeah. friend Tommy McNamara. Tommy McNamara, uh, who's recently on our, on our show. We love the match. Recently, man. On, do you, t- about do you talk the about the fire? He, uh, fell into a fire. Yeah, God, he told that story. It was very funny. Me, don't get me wrong. Guy won't shut the fuck up about that fire. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying it's not even true. A lot of people are saying that 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 scar on his back is from getting spanked for being a bad little boy. And he. <laughs> no, it is funny. I just went to a bachelor party with him, and like everybody's like. He gets to a point of drunk where, like, all right, let's get the fire out. Put <laughs> <laughs> old Tommy in his place. Uh, no, but I, me and Tommy have a pod called Stand By Your Band where we have comics come on and defend music that people make fun of or, or just we talk about it's, it. It's been now so long that uh, we kind of just talk about whatever now. It's a good time. Uh, you, you ever do it the opposite radio. way where uh, you – um, make fun of something that's universally loved, like or beloved, or whatever like that. It's funny you say that. No, we don't. We've done the opposite in that we've had people come on and def- and like, uh, not defend, but kind of like shed a light on something that's uh, not listened to at all, but that is really good. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think we've ever done like, oh, everybody loves Radiohead. Let's make fun of them, right. or like the Beatles, or something like that. That's a good idea, though. Sure. I think there's. I think the we, reason we, we did stayed we call away. that on the visitors' locker room. Uh, we used to do that. No on the argument here. Room. We would call it. no. No uh, argument here is what we call yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Until you find your hitting point, we're like, I can't go with you here. You know. But we we we, we don't. I mean, we we make fun of everything that, that that was beloved. But I do remember one time, Sean, me and you, we were guest like hosting uh, trivia at Galway one time. So we had to write your own questions and answers that whole thing, you know? And I remember we, we, we almost started a brawl in the fight because we were, because we said, we're, our question was like, this painfully mediocre rocker just got his like first number one album. And everyone was like, oh, was it Weird Al or something? And it, was, it turned out to be Tom Petty. He was right before he died. Oh my God. <laughs> like, That's what? I so love Tom funny. Petty. We're like, get out of here. He's, Dude. he's boat rock, you know? And like, and who started a fucking brawl? Somebody almost charged the stage at one of our shows because, uh, one of the we the way we do our live show, it's really fun. It's kind of like a roast battle, but yeah. uh, with two people defending different mans. Yeah, that sounds great. It's really fun, and uh, but it usually becomes personal very quickly, and it's it's very silly. <laughs> and there's the the problem with the concept, and I try to explain this, but you know, when live shows you're dealing with, there's going to be a percentage of the crowd that's too fucking stupid to understand what you're right. explaining, and so sure. I try to tell them like, look, if we have. Britney Spears going up against like 
I don't know, Linkin Park or something like that, and somebody's like, well, Linkin Park is clearly musically better. It's like the music is thrown out the fucking window. It's who can argue better. That is the whole point. Who can make us all believe that, or whoever does better, whatever. It's The the music is now irrelevant. And so uh, we had uh, Charlie Beery was on uh, against, this was in Cincinnati, and the person he was against was defending, I want to say Limp Bizkit. And uh, I had to go to the bathroom when Charlie started his argument, or right, right before Charlie started his argument. And I went and I came back out, but I could hear it. There was sound in the bathroom, and I was one of the judges. And so I come back out, and I'm sitting in the crowd listening to both arguments, and then I come and take my seat. And I, I'm just telling you, Charlie defending Stan Rogers, who's like a... <laughs> A weird folk artist that right. no one gives a fuck. I mean, some people do. He, but he died at the right. Cincinnati airport. So it was like, it was like funny that that Charlie picked him because it was, uh, it was relevant to the the city we were in. Mm-hmm. And I picked Stan Rogers, and a woman almost charged the stage. She was so angry that I was disrespecting Limp Biscuit and her friend. She was like, she was like, he was in the bathroom. He shouldn't even get to fucking vote. And it was like a whole fucking thing. And she had to be removed from the showroom. Yeah. It was insane. She's got a point. You That's got, he she's was, got a point. Well, she was worried a, about the integrity. It was yeah. yeah. Just because it's a pipe through it, there doesn't mean you're seeing the physical, the you know, the absolute. Uh, the selling of it. I saw it all. I saw it all. It was insane. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. And then it was like Stan awkward for Rogers a second. Stan Rogers is an again. Stan Rogers, CJ. If you, I'm guessing you have never heard of him. Is a Canadian folk artist that would sing like uh, sea uh, sea shanties and so on. Yeah, yeah right. and he died in an accident. I don't know if he was leaving or going into Cincinnati. Like I'm familiar with him. Uh-huh. And I don't know anyone under the age of sixty that knows this <laughs> yeah. guy. So putting him up against this is so funny. Is this is the thing I had to say over and over. I was like, "You guys realize this is a fucking comedy show? It's funny <laughs> that this happened." Stan Rogers made it to the finals. And Fre- and we're not robbing Fred Durst of a cash prize here. He's not getting, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. Is I was like, "There's no prize advice. here. Right. There's, There's no, no prize. prize. Right. There's nothing to win or lose. It's just funny. That's it." And like this lady was fucking furious. It was so funny that's amazing yeah oh, <laughs> oh god that is so funny tom <laughs> all right stand by your band subscribe to see the live shows with the check Jay out Carnival. the podcast check out his new album yeah boys Car noir hey thanks for having me fellas this is a great time yeah buddy. Oh, our pleasure dude thank you so much for joining of us of course yeah anytime i love the show it's a great time you boys are great and we're back here on the blackout diaries that was the great top to car uh, oh yeah, so funny! Check amazing. out his album; it is free on YouTube, so there's no reason not to go check it out uh, right when you're done listening to this. <laughs> there's no reason. <laughs> In <laughs> fact, quit listening to this. Give yeah. us a five star review, and then go go over to YouTube. Yeah, you can keep. Li- you don't have to keep listening; just keep it playing so it goes to the end. We get the, we, as long as we get credit for the listen. <laughs> We're like when you if you ever had to, you've probably haven't had that many white collar jobs, so I don't know if you have to do this, but mm-hmm. I have to do every year. I have to do sexual harassment training. Yes, and you basically well, I, well, you have when to go I did, into a when I did do white collar jobs, that wasn't really a thing that you had to be trained <laughs> for. <laughs> I'll, I'll in the stock, you worked in the stock market too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I've so seen like, people get fired for it too. When that happened, people are like, well, "What did he do? What could he possibly done?" <laughs> yeah, in, in this environment, yeah, in nineteen to cross the line. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you basically the browser is like, oh no, nope, yeah. you haven't you haven't taken this test long enough, so you just like let it kind of uh, cycle through. So uh, do that with this podcast. We're talking about hot people. 
today. <laughs> Hot people is right. <laughs> and, and just the different worlds they live in and how weird it's not privy to it. Yeah. I was just in uh, Las Vegas um, was it last week, two, two weeks ago. I believe well, about a week ago or so, whatever. For the fantasy football draft, Chicago Cubs. Yeah, I you was going to try it. and make it out, but I I had to go to Ohio. I forgot I had a, a basically a family reunion in Ohio, so yeah. I, I couldn't make it. It was <laughs> something. It was definitely something. We went downtown. I mean, even downtown's expensive. Um, Vegas. It's not. It's not the Strip. The Strip is just like. It's mm-hmm. just. It's just I mean, the whole place is just a gun and ski mask kind of a town. I mean, they rob you for every single thing. <laughs> I mean, it's like being in, a, in an amusement park with 1.2 million people. Is right. What it really is. It's you know, an, it's, it's like insane. amusement park prices. It really is insane. It's prices. And, you know, you're going there. You, you're going to get gorged and all. But, you know, it's just sometimes it's, it's still shocking. But uh, but this Vegas is definitely the city where being being an attractive woman is a, a legitimate career. Where they just don't like it's yeah. like not even like, for doing anything like, performing, just being hot. Like people just hire you to be hot, you know. Yeah, just attend our bar, right? You know, like what do I do? <laughs> just be there. Yeah, just be, just, just be a presence. You know, <laughs> we did. Um, we went to so to entertain on Saturday afternoon. We did the fans draft Saturday night. We did uh, we did the pool stadium swim down at Circuit Casino, which is it's amazing. This huge pool. It's brand brand new casino with a sports book. Blah blah blah, and. Um, you got to get, uh, you know, you reserve like chairs, or whatever. Cabanas was a little too pricey, but we got a little sun. We got sun beds or whatever, but you still got the waitress. Okay. And the first waitress came out. She's, you know, she was like, uh, like drop dead gorgeous. She's talking. Oh, she she set us up. She gives us, you know, the intros of everything that's going on. You know, blah blah. Then we, you don't see her the rest of the day. She's the <laughs> opener. <laughs> She doesn't do any work, you know. She just point. She opens up the menu and points to things, you yeah. know. Like, okay, this bottle of vodka, that's eight hundred. You look at the prices first. You look at the price. I'm like, is this pesos? It's all things like in a thousands <laughs> and shit. It's like, oh no, you got. Um, and it's they do they do they do a clever thing too, actually, where they have uh, where it's you have to do you have to hit a minimum, you know, food and beverage or something. Let's say it's mm-hmm. like for the sun bed, it was only like five hundred. But so if you have a bunch of group of guys, you can get to it. But what that does, you have to like. You know, they're going to charge you 500 no matter what. So you have to yeah. o- order f- f- 500 You want to come out in the black. Exactly. So what that makes you do is it makes you feel good about the expensive prices. You're like, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're working it off. Yeah, we're almost there. Like you're, like you're a dot-com company, like getting, uh, <laughs> getting stock prices up or something like that. Right. <laughs> Adam, you're doing great work. 15 Mai Tais. Thank you. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, thank you. Oh, Good, good idea. Getting the full charcuterie there. That's a ninety-five dollars. <laughs> I was gonna get the half, or you might as well get the platter. Um, so anyway, so she was gone. She wound up coming back at the end, I think, just when when there was money involved. Like, there's a check. Okay, I come back in. I've been sitting. I've been doing other attractive people things. You know, it's almost like she's a mob boss where you can't actually talk business to her directly. Right. You know? you like, she's like, no, you're gonna. Down. One of my associates is gonna come over uh, <laughs> exactly. to, do, to do that. Okay. Yeah, I think someone like I think someone asked her like, yeah, can I get a refill of this thing? And she like rolled her eyes. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I don't even know where they keep the beverages here. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll send someone if they come across my path on the way <laughs> wherever I go. Not that everyone else was unattractive, but you could tell she was like she was just a different kind, you know. Everyone everyone I mean everyone just has to be attractive. That's just the rule of thumb mm-hmm. there, you know. And um 
and they're all great you know that it's hospitality the whole town's based around it you know and uh someone had a guy someone had a hat on whatever she's like oh did you get that at tory pines which is a uh golf course in san diego which is where they had u.s open it's like it's a really nice place so you would be very well off if you bought a hat at Tory. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, you would not be in your crew if you had bought a hat. Correct. Probably at Tory Pines. Yeah, correct. And um, and uh, he he was like, oh no no, it's like a puma or something like that. She goes, oh, because I was there two weeks ago, and like I was like, oh, did you play there? So for some reason, I just said like like I'm thinking about golf. Like, oh, did you play there? It's like, oh well, I rode along. I was in a cart with people that played. Like oh, I I then I realized you you just get hired to be hot. Like it's just like, like oh no, I don't I don't do that. They they hot they pay me, and I and I just and I'll be around you, and I'll just mm-hmm. emulate my hotness, and I'm just in a cart, and then uh, it's like oh okay. okay. Okay, that's that's a, that's a, that makes sense, and then um, then when the closer came by, someone wanted to uh, someone wanted to see, someone gave her gave her uh, asked her if she had she had friends and wanted someone to come by and sur- like uh, come by the, the draft or something like that. She goes, oh, well, I have a thread. I can put it in there. I you I, I won't be coming by, but I have another thread, like a text thread. It's like, yeah, can you put that in? Uh, you know, maybe come by for an hour, just serve drinks and you know, cocktail tires. Like, I'll I'll put it in the thread. And she's like, this is a thread of just hot people that we don't even know about. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that they just tell each other about gigs, about being attractive. Yeah, if you want to pick this up. Hey, right. any, if any hot people aren't doing any hot people things tonight, you <laughs> exactly. know. Exactly. I got a hot got opportunity yeah. from four to five. If you want, you just got to be hot. <laughs> and then the she came by to close out the check, the uh, amazingly attractive one. And um, they just and it was and yeah, it's just it's just like I'm like well, I started asking questions about this thread. And like, oh no, it's nothing, you know. It's just and it's just they don't barely even know each other, you know. It's just people that like we have to. That, that's how we. It's like a secret society. <laughs> they probably meet each other at bars and they probably talk about it like uh, business people talked about LinkedIn. Like, can I find you on the hot person thread? Like, are you already yes. there? Like, we should <laughs> we, 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 we should contact you. We should stay in contact, you know, because right. we have a lot in common, you know. <laughs> Sometimes You're I get invited to yeah. places. I can't make it. You can make it. Mm-hmm. You were saying uh, in Chicago, uh, oh, we were friends with this bartender who worked at Jake's, who was very attractive and very cool. And... Um, but Jake's was a dive bar, so she she like stood out there, and then she would just get hired at other any any other related. Yeah, businesses. she would get other hot opportunities. I remember, yeah. yeah, and she was great. I what was her name? Katie? I can't Kelly remember her name, name, but she was Kelly. Thank you. She was great. Uh, really yeah. cool person. And um, I her other job was she was like a liquor rep, and I mm-hmm. like I would be at bars where like these liquor reps would always show up. They're always like super attractive, and I always right. thought, like, imagine what that must be like as a profession. When you enter, because you're already very attractive, and now you're holding free liquor, and just the elation people have, it's like, like people cheer, like they just saw like, yeah. like a war hero slash movie star enter when they come in holding those bottles of Bacardi, like just looking like a million dollars. It's just so funny how people are. If you're attractive, you're just offered things, and like you know, old yeah. creepy men. Are like, have you ever thought about being a liquor rep? I didn't even know that was a job. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Here, you just show up. That's what we got to do. We're we'll just ima- everything Just imagine else. always seeing positivity when you walk into a, a bar. Like, right. like, do you know how many times I've walked into a bar and the bartender just starts shaking his head no? You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or how many times I've had to talk my way into a bar I when know. they were like, nope. 
And no, no way, you know. And if you could just be happy. Yeah, right. It's positive reactions. That's another thing we're talking about, them complaining. Like, oh, people compliment me all the time. I'm like, just leave me alone. I'm like, yeah, it must be terrible. Like you said, people are just happy to see you. You can jump in random people's conversations, and people aren't creeped out by it, you know. Like, you yeah. Shop and like, yeah, I, I, I got that for myself. Oh, really? Tell me about it. I want to hear about your life. You know, if I say, if I interject in someone's conversation, they just walk away. Or Who are you? Goes, yeah, exactly. I'll be reported. Uh, that man over there, sir, you might want to call security. Or talking to kids. Like, hot people can get away with doing whatever they want with your mm-hmm. kids. It's kind of crazy. Like, they can come up and touch them and everything. Right. But, like, if, if you're, especially if you're a man, but if, you, if you're, like, a little bit more homely looking, they're like, why are you talking to my kids? You know, get out of here. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Now, you say there's... um. There's studies on this, really, on how we do um, between attractive well, and ugly people. Yeah, and there's that. a ton of studies on like kind of the advantages yeah. um, of being, you know, hot. Like, uh, you know, there's been multiple studies that show when you're really hot, like you get more uh, job interviews go be- better and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Sure. But the one I found hilarious is because a lot of people, like, I don't know if you've ever heard this sort of uh, myth. It turns out it's a myth that hot people suck at lying. Like uh-huh. th- that's always the myth that hot people suck at lying because they're always getting positivity and all that. And well, I, they're, I've they're, actually always noticed- be, they're always being lied to. That's why. And they think the yeah. lying is the truth. I mean, everyone lies to hot people. Exactly. No, so no it was you can you can sing things like that. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you're they hilarious. Oh, you're <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> like people like George Clooney, they're told they're funny because no one says they're fucking not because they're because he's George Clooney because you've looked like that your entire life. So we think your fucking whoopee cushion pranks hilarious. <laughs> and you're right. And it turns out there are studies that kind of back this up, where what it is is hot people and. Uh, Ugly people don't lie anymore and are no better or no worse than lying at than the other people. But the mm-hmm. difference is we can't lie outside of our groups. So hot people are able to recognize lies from other hot people. Okay. And ugly yeah. people are able to recognize lies from other ugly people. But when you <laughs> lie to the other group, they believe whatever you say. Probably because our lives are so different, you have right. no way to grade it. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Here, let me. Uh, this is uh, from a study. Uh, the study is called Physical Attractiveness and Skills at Detecting Deception. And right. uh, here it is. The, the lies told to attractive, uh, to attractive listeners were more even, more accurately identified by subjects who were them, they themselves of average or high attractiveness than by those who were unattractive. Conversely, the lies told to unattractive listeners were relatively more accurately detected by subjects who were also unattractive than they were by those who were moderately attractive to very attractive. In short, yeah. we can spot our own bullshit, but not the other person. I, I love just the difference of worlds there. Like you, you could say yeah. to an attractive person, sorry I was late, I was waiting in the alley of a restaurant to be fed because we're not allowed inside the way we look. Like, oh, that makes, yeah, that makes sense. You <laughs> yeah, probably, that's probably uh, how life is like for an ugly <laughs> yeah, person. Right, you have to eat with the rats <laughs> out there. <laughs> And, and an attractive person could come up to us and be like, oh, I can't make your party. 
because uh, I'm going to be in Dubai playing right. in a professional golf tournament. Mm. Uh, I was just invited, and I'm like, oh, that must happen daily for yeah, the, people the, like you. <laughs> the helicopter that picks me up and brings me grocery yep. shopping didn't happen, you know. But right. if they said that to another attractive person, they'd be like, hold on. What tower are you staying in? Like, like <laughs> right. which tournament? Like, like they would recognize right. that what's bullshit your because they know. Yeah. <laughs> what's your What's your private jet schedule? I have it right here. One of my jets. <laughs> um, it is funny with uh, with all that. I was talking about. Um, it's funny. Uh, women in general, I think, and it's not just uh, hot people. Hot women are most women, are, of course, much more attractive than men. It's funny when you watch them like go out and like if they're ever they're out together and they split a check, you know. They're always <laughs> it's, watching women split a check is amazing because it's almost like they've never seen one before. So they're calling each other, all their friends out for every itemized item, you know, and then they fucking they they just demand shit taken off the waiters. You know, that I can't believe they're doing, you know, and they get away with it just because they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know the, she 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 ate it, but she didn't enjoy it. You know, it was a culture. <laughs> she was told it was going to be tempted. It's like, like a mini trial. <laughs> like who had the white wine? Right. Who had the white wine? Oh, and they all pull out the glasses. They've never <clears throat> worn glasses in their lives in public. But then you see five of them together, and they've all of a sudden got these special accountant glasses on, and they are just grilling each other for shit because they've never seen a check. <laughs> it's amazing anytime I see uh, uh, attractive people and stuff like that have to slum down in our world and realize how things are going. Uh, a fun thing that's going on now, especially out here in uh, Los Angeles. Everyone does Adderall, I guess, as an adult. That's like a in drug for uh, in drug for okay. socialities, you know, for these guys. And they're 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 all complaining how there's a shortage. Women are because mm-hmm. for the first time, their prescriptions, you know, and there's no shortage. You know, it's not a shipping thing. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, it's just because their prescription is not perfectly ready for them and hand delivered to them. Like, yeah. No, you just have to. You just actually have to work for your drugs for the first time in your life. <laughs> you have to call a few different pharmacists. Yeah. You know, I mean, things are things just aren't handed to you right now for the first time ever. You know, you always are given whatever you want. Drink drugs now that you're doing it socially. You know, it's just, you know you have to actually uh, work for it. Yeah. Well, it's a big uh, eye opener when you go from party Adderall and uh-huh. how easily and informal that's obtained to prescription DEA monitored Adderall, you know, and you have to like, you have to call like doctors and you have to call pharmacists Mm -hmm. and you got it. Well, and then it's like half these people can't function without Adderall. So they're like, (laughs) well, now I'm fucked. Now I'm going to return. I got to return that call. Yeah. I need Adderall Adderall prescription. (laughs) (laughs) So they can't believe when someone just doesn't have it for them that they actually have to do it. You know, they almost need to buy some cocaine just to get the focus to get the Adderall done. You know, is what we should do. I'm a hot girl. Cocaine's easy. I'll get that at, uh, you know, 7-Eleven. Just walking anywhere. People just hand you drugs. That's another thing with hot girls, too. Like, here you go. You just have, you just should be having this. Like, I don't, like, they'll go through airports with it. Like, oh, I forgot I had it on yeah. me. You know, people just hand it to them. Like, oh, okay, go through. Go through Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, what, what are we at here at the show? Should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, we probably should. It was a long interview with Tom. Yeah, it's it hilarious, was. but long right. interview with Tom. Um, what do you got going on there, CJ? Uh, well, uh, the bottom line bombs on the Sports Game Podcast Network. Football season's coming up. We just entered all the – I just entered – not only was I just in Vegas for that fantasy draft, but I entered in those contests again with our favorite guy, the proxy, Vegas Andy. Who's, yes, uh, nice. Him, who does the thing. He's, mm-hmm. uh, I do. 
He's great. He's he's he had he had socks to the knees up there. Medicine, you know, he, he makes his demands and um, uh, I buddied with my buddy Chris, who you know, we we split we split a contest, and he he he, he didn't meet him, but he got to see pictures of him, and he brought up a good uh. Good questions. Like, what happens if the proxy dies during the mid-season? Is there a, <laughs> is there a, a retinency plan for that? And uh, there is, of course. We can handle it. I didn't ask you that in general, but, like, you, you know Vegas uh, has stipulations for that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So subscribe to that. And, of course, you subscribe to us. Give us five-star reviews and uh, 50,000 followers. Give us five star reviews, uh, fifty thousand followers, and then you can check out my book, uh, places you can't return. I can't return to at uh, Sean Bear Flannery, along with um, tour dates that are coming up. Yeah, the how's book the book tour date coming? Eh, it's coming along. Um, I'll tell you one thing: that Adderall shortage. Uh, <laughs> either nobody wants to work with me, or the Adderall shortage is affecting ven- uh, venue <laughs> owners' ability to get back to me. <laughs> I get like these random. This might be another thing. Maybe they're all hot. Like they go yeah. over the top on their excuses. Cause mm-hmm. I'll be like, "Hey, just want to ping this again. Are we are we doing November fourth? You know, uh, Cincinnati. Is that gonna happen? Right. Uh, and I just won't hear anything after hearing something one day. And then they'll just be like, "Yeah, my mom just died of cancer. Uh, or, or no, my mom's dying of cancer. Right. Um, let me get back to you tomorrow. And then you just don't hear anything yeah. again. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. like, well, all right, well, what do you do with this email? No, that's a lie. Sorry and, you to hear that. T- and you could tell because that's ugly people lying right there. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Attractive people don't say that because, first of all, they're never told if their parents are dying of cancer. It's always a secret <laughs> to them. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll just told I when didn't it's even over. know he was sick. Yeah. 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 It yeah. is so always we're... a really good looking person at a wake who's like, yeah. I didn't know he was sick. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to upset you, Lindsay. But uh, he's, just, he's, he's been a crippling pain for. The last three years. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, man. that's gonna do it for today's show. So, like you said, uh, <clears throat> rate and subscribe to all the Blackout Diaries five star reviews, please, and just tell everyone you know about it. And other than that, uh, we'll see you next time.